Dr. Donald Johnson knows what it's like to live a life of addiction and habitual behavior. He also knows what it's like to be a victor, to overcome those things that kept him chained and in darkness. Now he's walking in the marvelous light of Jesus, and that's what his book is about. It's called This Far By Faith, the incredible story of one man's journey out of darkness into God's marvelous light. You'll meet Dr. Donald Johnson today here on Babby's House. Stay tuned. I'm coming your way right now. House. Every day is filled with possibility. At Babby's house, Babby's house, everybody is family. Welcome to Babby's house. Hello. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I hope that's your testimony as well. I'm Babby Mason, and this is Babby's House, and thanks for joining me today. I'm very blessed to have as my guest Dr. Donald Johnson, and he has written a great book called This Far By Grace, and it's a story of God's grace, mercy, and love, and how the Lord called him literally out of darkness into the marvelous light to live for Jesus. You're going to hear a story, a great God story, a miraculous God story. In just a, a little bit, you'll meet Dr. Donald Johnson. But I want to kick off the show with one of my favorite songs, taken right from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and it says, Love is the more excellent way. I could speak with the tongues of men and angels. the more excellent way. But if I don't have love, I'm just a clanging bell. It's the more excellent way. I could have the faith to remove the mind. It's the more excellent way. But if I don't have love, then I know. It's the more excellent way. Time, not easily anger. 
Well, welcome back to Babby's House. I am so blessed to introduce you to Dr. Donald Johnson, and he ministers all over the world. He's, he preaches and teaches and evangelizes and trains up the next, genera next generation of preachers and teachers so they can evangelize. You know, it's an each one reach one kind of a mission, and he has a powerful story to tell, and he tells his story in his book called This Far by Grace, the incredible story of one man's journey out of darkness into God's marvelous light. Will you help me to welcome to Babby's house, Dr. Donald Johnson. I'm happy to meet you, sir. Thank you, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for inviting me Absolutely. to be a guest on Babby's house. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you. Now, listen, I have to tell you how I met Dr. Donald Johnson. Um, I think pretty much every episode you hear me talking about Babby Mason Radio. That's another extension of our ministry. Well, I interviewed Dr. Donald Johnson on Babby Mason Radio, and I said, you have got to come on Babby's House TV and talk about your book and tell your story, and that's how he is here. So thank you for being here. So let's jump into your book. Um, you know, I think every believer has a story, and every believer has a backstory that usually takes them down some kind of dark path where they meet Jesus and realize that Jesus is our rescuer. He's the one that rescues the perishing and cares for the dying, as that old hymn says. So tell us a little bit about your, your backstory and, and how you came to know the Lord. Yes, yes, Baby. Every believer does have a story, and not only every believer, but every human being. You're right. I mean, when we think about life, and all of the vicissitudes, vicissitudes of life, the ups, the downs, the valleys, the mountains. I mean, how could we not have something to pen and to write about, um, not just at the end of our lives, but even as we traverse. That's right, the course the of our life. lives. That's right. I, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm so glad I've always liked to write. And I think now I could, I could, I could probably write at least 100 books just speaking about the uh, adversities, the afflictions, the joys, the happiness, and the greatness of knowing God. And our God is the God of redemption. So he's always looking to rescue. He's always looking, he's in that kind of, kind of business, if we can say that. He's always looking to save someone, not willing that any should perish, yes, but, but that, that all will come to repentance. That's right. And I praise God. I, I, you know, it took me a long time to surrender, as you know, like as in 35 years, I ran from the Lord. I, I didn't want to surrender my life of partying, drugs, life of the flesh. Yes. Uh, you know, the flesh and the heart of men are never satisfied. But when we've tried everything, and everything that we have tried has failed, we come to the, reala to the realization of the scripture in Psalm chapter 34 and verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord... That the Lord now clubs, you might have a, a fun time for a while, but you know, that gets old. And it leads to a dead end. Absolutely. And I mean, drugs are such a dead end street, if you will, until eventually you can use drugs for so many years like I did until you don't even get high off of them anymore. So you have to keep using more, using more. And like one evangelist said many, many years ago when I first got saved, she said, God is so powerful. God can take the high out of your high. <laughs> out of your alcoholism. And that's yes. what happened to me. And I kept trying, kept trying to satisfy the flesh, kept trying to live my own ways. And I ended up in a psychiatric institute mm. as the result. Talk to us about that journey. How did that happen? Well, I was a heroin addict when I was 14. At 14? 
at 14 years of 14 years of age, um, you know, we didn't have a lot of resources. And I tell people I wanted to go to piano school, I wanted to take dance lessons, even wanted to go into radio broadcasting as a career, but we didn't have the money. But you know what? A bag of heroin was two dollars. I could wash a car, I could clean someone's house and make two dollars. So it was available for us and um, it became something that I uh, became involved in that I never really planned, but because of peer influences, low self-esteem, rejection, oh, I felt so powerful once I started sniffing dope. Yeah. Uh, never you know, thinking that I'd be easy. Addict. It's interesting that the, that the enemy, what, the enemy makes it look really easy. Yes. And it becomes easy and it's a trap, really, yes. to get us hooked on drugs or hooked on alcohol or hooked on addictive behavior, or hooked on people, hooked on yes. whatever we can get us hooked on. So talk to me about how you began to get on that road to freedom. Amen. It was a long, long journey because I really didn't know what freedom was. I thought I had became free when I assimilated into the homosexual community who with open arms welcomed me. Of course. I thought I was free when I no longer felt the pain of rejection and shame and from being an adopted child. I thought that was freedom. But I found out that all of those things, those addictions and those patterns and those types of behaviors only led to more bondage and pain at the end of the day. And again, it was in the Psychiatric Institute where I surrendered my life to the Lord. And I told God, I said, Father God, if you restore my mind, mm. I didn't ask for a new job. I didn't ask for new clothes, although I was homeless at the time, Babby. I just, I said, God, if you give me my mind back, I will serve you for the rest of the days of my life. I was 35 years old. I had wasted 21 years a lifetime for some. Yes. I wasted 21 years of my life. And I found out that our God is a restorer. He's a restorer, isn't he? He can restore and give you more. Yes, he will. Than the years. And he does. And that the locust <laughs> and the canker worm have eaten. And, and, and I'm just so happy to be saved. And my journey started as a result of me hitting rock bottom. Yeah. I, had, I couldn't go any further. My next step was death. And, mm. you know, not to mention the many times I overde overdosed on cocaine. I, I kept really you here. don't know how I'm still alive. Yes. I know it's God's grace. Absolutely. And that's the reason why you wrote this book, This Far By Grace. Now, as a preacher's daughter, I'm familiar with that old song, this, We've Come This Far By Faith, right? So talk to me about why you inserted the word grace in that same spot. What, is it, what does it look like? to come this far by grace. Because I've learned, you know, that grace actually supersedes our faith. The Bible says we are saved by grace through, through faith. faith. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in the church also, praise God, so proud of that. But I did not understand grace. I understood faith, trusting and believing and hoping in the Lord. But I didn't understand God's unmerited favor, not giving us what we deserve and his mercy, or his mercy not giving us what we deserve, and his grace giving us, again, what we don't deserve, and his mercy not giving us what we do, what we do deserve. Mm -hmm. And um, I discovered that God's unmerited favor, coupled with his mercy, surpasses even our own understanding. Yes. And I discovered what grace is through my journey of 21 years with drug addiction, sexual perverseness, promiscuity, 
criminality and, you know, the whole nine yards of, course. of sin, so to speak. So talk to me about what ministry looks like today. You're gloriously saved. God has turned, you've done a U-turn. God has turned your life around. He's put you on a life of purpose. This is what I love about living for the Lord. It's not only does he, does he save you, not only, only does he rescue you, but he gives you a life of purpose and meaning. And he puts you on a path where not only you are saved, but you can help somebody else get on a life of purpose, get on a path of purpose and, and allow the Lord to use your gifts and your talents to give him glory. So talk to us about ministry, what ministry looks like for you today. Yeah, well, one of the things I'm, I'm, I'm really sad about is the uh, lack of value, human value in the world today. Some people might call it the sanctity of life. I mean, for so many people, they don't think that they have a purpose. And for them, life really has no value, full of hopelessness and despair. And why even try to do better? But when we lose the value of who God has created us to be, Babby, it descends into so many other things. Fatherlessness, criminality, uh, poverty, and so uh, cycles of incarceration, and so on and so on. And one of the things that I've been thinking about is a verse in Proverbs chapter 10. Proverbs chapter 10, and it's in verse 21, it says, the lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die mm. for the want of wisdom. And then there's like a footnote in uh, verse 22, which says the blessing of the Lord, it makes us rich. Yes. And he adds no, no sorrow. sorrow with it. Yes. And my heart is aching for people that are dying that are committing suicide, I that are being heart. drug addicted and getting more and more involved in alcoholism and trying to find love in all of the wrong places, as we so often say, and it's simply because they lack wisdom. They lack the wisdom of God. They lack the knowledge of God. They lack the knowledge that God has already loved this world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever, doesn't matter what color you are, what creed, what race, what ethnicity, what country you've come from, your demographic, your status. God loved this world so much until he gave us his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal and everlasting life. Yes. You see, God is a, he, his love doesn't run out. Isn't he that loves beautiful? Us with an everlasting love. I never wanted and to. And how be a long Christian. is everlasting? It's, I don't know. It, I, <laughs> we're going to find we're out. We're going to find out. We're going to be. We're going to be there experiencing in it. Yes. Kingdom. And you have this opportunity. You're a wonderful teacher. And I've only been with you, you know, I've only had a couple of conversations with you, but you make the word of God so applicable and so full of life and hope. And tell me about the opportunities that you have to, to teach and you've gone overseas, you've been around the world. Talk to us about some of your experiences. I'm just so elated. It's unbelievable, actually. Yes. You know, a little boy from, a little homosexual boy from the projects, right? Had big ambitions and a lot of dreams, but again, the enemy comes to steal to kill and to destroy. And again, I surrendered my life and my will to Satan and thank God later on uh, to God. But I remember one of the deacons when I was very young, about eight years old, and I was asked to give a speech in Wednesday night Bible class. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So I had a, a, a book of, uh, 
a book at home, like stories of the Bible and all. And in that book was something called the Ten Commandments, which the Ten Commandments God gave unto Moses to give unto his people, the children of Israel, so that they, were, so that they would obey God, so that they would glorify God, and so that they would know how to live in community one with another. And I stood up that night and had written everything down, and I read those Ten Commandments. And at the end of that Bible class, Deacon John W. Jones, one of our old devout Baptist, uh, you know, reverent, uh, reverent, reverent deacons, deacons, he came to me and he said, you're going to be a preacher. Mm -hmm. My countenance fell because that was the furthest, furthest <laughs> thing that I, that I wanted to do. I wanted to be a fashion That's the last designer. thing you wanted to be. It was yeah. the last thing. I wanted to go to Beverly Hills and become famous. I did not want to be a preacher, although I felt the call of God at the age of four. But you ran from it, yeah. I ran from it, mm -hmm. and I tried to do everything else except preach the gospel. <laughs> yes. And now, Babby, as you know, every opportunity I get, I'm preaching. I'm preaching in Walmarts. I'm preaching in Kroger's. You know, I don't just wait for the opportunity to go overseas or to preach in the pulpit. I'm always looking for someone to share the gospel with because I realize that fools like I was, die for the want of wisdom. Yes. Well, listen, we are so, so blessed to have you on the show. We're going to take a quick break and come back. But I am so elated to have you on the show. It's been a real blessing. And congratula congratulations on your book. Thank you. And your testimony. And may God continue to use you literally around the world. Thank you so very much for joining me. We're going to take a quick break. And after this break, we're going to talk a little bit more with Dr. Donald Johnson and wrap the show up. But listen, isn't it amazing what the power of God can do in your life and what he's done for Dr. Johnson? He's done for me. And if you know Jesus, then you know he's done it for you. And the Bible, I love his reiteration of John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. And I like to do it like this, for God so loved Babby. Amen that he gave his only begotten son, that if Babby would believe in him, Babby would not perish, but have everlasting life. And I want to just challenge you to just place your name in the blank and just let you know that his, the word of God is for you. It is for you. Well, I want to add, we have one more minute before we go to a break. So let me just ask you this, Dr. Johnson. Yes, How can we get more information about your ministry? So give us some contact information. Okay, our website is Lifeline Ministries Online. Dot com, Lifeline Ministries Online, one word, dot com. Um, we're on all the social media platforms, or most of them, Facebook, Minister Donald L. Johnson, Twitter, Minister Johnson at Twitter, and uh, Minister Donald, or Dr. Donald Johnson at um, uh, LinkedIn. And so there's lots of videos on there, and we're working on our e-commerce store. Yes. So very, very soon you'll be able to download some of the uh, Bible lessons, and you can carry them with you, listen to them on your phone, in your car, whatever. Uh, we're all about, I, I noted yesterday in prayer, one of my goals is... i tell you what, you hold that thought. Yes. We're going to come back after this break, and you just hold that thought, and we'll talk about it when we come back, okay? All righty, beautiful. Listen, my friend, stick around, because after this break, we'll be back with more of Babby's House. We'll be right back after this.
Well, I don't know about you, but I have fallen in love with Dr. Donald Johnson, and I love his story. And even more than that, I love his passion. I love his passion for people and his passion for the gospel, and it's life-changing. Well, listen, do you have one last encouraging word before we close the show? I do. Um, the Bible teaches us in the Apostle Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus that we have been accepted. Rejection was my problem. But the Bible says we have been accepted in the beloved to the praise of the glory of his grace. So no matter how dejected or lonely you may feel, know that God loves you and he loves us with an everlasting love. Amen, that's a great word. You know, I wrote a book called Embraced by God, Dr. Johnson. Praise the Lord. From John chapter 17, verse 23, and it's a part of the high priestly prayer of Jesus, where Jesus actually prays for you that you would know that God loves you just as much as he loves his son. That means God loves you just like he loves Jesus, and in the same way as he loves Jesus. And you know what that makes you? That makes you God's favorite. If he loves you just like he loves his son, then you are God's favorite. And so I'm so glad that you tuned in today. Do me a favor and reach out to me at my official website at babby.com. First name only, babby.com. And you'll hear beautiful music, encouraging words. You'll even hear another interview by my very special guest. And uh, his voice is already on Babby Mason Radio. So do me a favor and reach out to me there and listen to Babby Mason Radio online. Just go to babby.com. You'll click a little listen live button. There's a little triangle that's turning around there. Click that little triangular button and that launches the radio station where you can hear beautiful music and encouraging words 24 hours a day. Well, I'm so glad that you watched Babby's House today. And remember this, my friend, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. That is my prayer. Well, until the next time we get together, may the Lord God bless you and yours real good. Bye-bye for now.